the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The epistle reading which we heard George read this morning is one of those epistles from St. Paul that sometimes in our current culture seems very hard to listen to and certainly to follow. We live in a culture that says we should all get along and that we should accept everyone's opinion and everyone's beliefs. But St. Paul in the epistle today rightfully tells us that this is not the case for you and I, but that you and I have been called from by God himself to be his people. And to be the people of God means to be different. It means to not be the same as those who have no faith, no belief in God, and no love for the living God. St. Paul starts out with the plea for holiness to the Corinthians. He says, O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open to you. Paul is reminding the Corinthians that he came to them in love and concern that they would know the living God and have eternal life. He says, you are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own afflictions and your own affections. Now in the return for the same, I speak as to children and ask that you also be open. Paul understands that on some level, they do not understand the importance of this plea for holiness. They do not understand this plea that they live as sons and daughters of the living God, as children of God. So Paul uses this expression that I speak to you as children. When we speak to children, we speak very plainly and very clearly and children themselves have an open heart and an open mind to listen. And then Paul, after asking them to have an open heart and an open mind as I ask you to do now as we read Paul, he says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Listen to what Paul says. He says that we ought not to consider ourselves equal to or the same as those who do not believe in God. And he uses this word yoked. He means to be attached. He means to be connected to them. He means even that we ought not to accept and listen to their advice and their counsel and their wisdom. Because Paul believes that unless they are firmly rooted in God himself, then they do not know the truth. In their world and their perception and what they think is radically different from the one who believes in the living God and lives according to God's law and according to God's will. And he goes on to explain, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness. You and I are called to live 
above the law, not without the law. But we are called to do even more than the law itself commands. We are called to love even our enemies. We are called to minister to our neighbors, even those neighbors who hate us. We are called to take care of the downtrodden and to those who can be of no benefit to us. But Paul refers to those who have no law or lawless as those who do not believe in God and do not follow his law. And he goes on to say, And what communion has light with darkness? We are called to be children of the light, to live and bask in that light, and to live our lives in such a way that we bear light to this world and bring God himself into a broken and darkened world. And Paul says, how is it that you can yoke yourselves to those who have no light in themselves, who are not children of the living God, who do not believe in God and do not love, who do not believe that they should love even their enemies, and who simply do not understand what it means to be a child of the living God. And he goes on and says, What accord has Christ with Bilal? Bilal being a pagan god. And what does Christ have to do with those who simply believe in nothing or believe in paganism or have their own idols or run after other gods? Paul is right in stressing to us that the Christian way of life is radically different than all other paths. You and I are called to walk upon the path of righteousness that leads us to the heavenly kingdom of God because not all paths lead to the kingdom of heaven. In fact, Christ says the path and way is very narrow. But what part has a believer with an unbeliever. And think about it. What part do you and I have in asking advice and counsel from one who has no faith? Because what kind of counsel will they give us? What kind of counsel and guidance will they give us? It's like calling an artist to come into this beautiful temple and to ask him to paint. What will he paint? If he does not know the living God, if he does not know the saints intimately in their lives and their sacrifices, if he does not know the theology behind an icon and how it is a window to heaven and leads us to God himself, how will he paint? How will he advise us? How will he teach us? And ultimately, where will he lead us in his painting? And Paul goes on, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? And you enter into this temple. You enter into a sacred space and stand before the living God himself. What do the other temples in this world have to do with this temple? What does the sports temple have to do with this temple? What does the arena have to do with this temple? Nothing. And that is Paul's point in this message, that you and I are called to be temples of the living God. We are called to purify ourselves, to sanctify ourselves, 
To be holy means to be set apart for God. To be holy means to be used only in accordance with the living God. You and I are called to be holy. We are called to be saints. St. Paul writes, For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. We are called to be a special and chosen race of people. And the sacred ones are separate from those who are not righteous and who are not in God. Therefore, here's Paul's message that if in fact we are temples of the living God and we are called to be as such, come out from among them. Be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Sometimes we look at that and say it is not loving, it's not caring. But if you understand the scriptures and the word of God, we are called to first love the Lord the, our God above all others, then we can love. Because yes, we are called to love even our enemies, even the stranger who comes across our path, we are called to love them. So it is not unloving, but rather we yoke ourselves to God and not the unbeliever so that we may know how to live life, how to love, how to have compassion, how to be merciful and how to be forgiving. For these are the things that are necessary to be in relationship with God and to live our lives as full human beings. Some of us will say, I would never do that. I would never separate myself from others to be a Christian. But I would beg to differ. I will say that virtually everyone in this parish separates themselves from many others for many reasons. When our children are little, we choose their friends. And we choose their friends because we know that if we choose poorly, the poorer friends may lead them away. And so we separate our children immediately from those whom we think will bring them harm. We send them to the best schools that we can afford because we know sending them to good schools will produce a much better education in that child and it greatly increase his likelihood of success. When they become older, they choose, or at least try to choose, the college to which they will go, because they know the university that they go to will have a great deal to do with the jobs they get in the future. And so they separate themselves from those of lesser pedigree, so that they may do better. Some of us do that for our children long before they go to college. We spend our hard-earned money to send them to private schools in hopes that they will do so much better than their peers. We choose, some of us, choose the clubs we belong to because they have a certain type of clientele. We choose where we will work or who we will work for 
because it will be to our advantage to work for someone who is good. We choose what restaurants we go to because we know some restaurants are cleaner than others and the quality of their food is better than others. We choose our doctors and our lawyers and all sorts of people who enter into our lives, even our plumbers and our electricians, because they are different. We choose the sports teams that our children will play because we think it will make a difference in their lives. And even if we have money, we choose what leagues they will belong to. We choose wisely our investments and who will invest our money because we know some are good and some are not. We choose the clothing that we wear because we know it matters in life how others see us. You and I choose every day to separate ourselves from those things that are not useful and are not helpful. And Paul in today's epistle reminds us that we, if we are going to live as children of God, need to be wise where we seek counsel, need to be wise where our feet take us and our eyes take us, because what we choose makes a matter and who makes a difference in who and what we are now and what we will be tomorrow and where we will be for all eternity. Let us have the wisdom and the strength and the love and the mercy and the compassion to choose right, right, rightly to unite ourselves to those who believe in the living God that we may be uplifted by one another. May God be with you.